So hi all podcast listeners, thank you once again for listening to the Benjamin Ong audio experience and as usual, extremely humbled and privileged to have you clicking on my podcast to give you a listen. So recently, um, as usual, you know, meeting clients, talking to people and one of the issues I kind of feel uh, that is strongly resonates with a lot of people out there is the true basics of financial planning 101 right so um I, i'm not sure whether is it you know is people are people actually being lazy to plan for it or you know they just know it but they don't act on the advice and the basics of managing their own finances right so um the, so this is what I'll go through today a little bit in this podcast right so I think the number one um fundamental is is this formula which is income minus expenses must be more than zero so let me repeat that again right so income minus expenses must be more than zero right or more than it must be positive, you know, people say this and that, whatever it is, okay? But the point is, the point is, you must always have, right, a positive at the end of the formula, right? So, if you look at the entire equation, I minus E, it, it can only mean one of these two things, which is, first, you either spend less than what you earn, or, you earn more than what you spend, right? Now, you know, um, this might sound a little bit uh, confusing, but let me explain that, right? So the most the most uh, common sense one is that you must obviously spend less than what you earn, right? So if you earn 3000 every single month, you know, yeah, you're working as an auditor, as a uh, engineer, so on and so forth, right? If let's say if you just graduated and you're earning three thousand a month, right? Then it only makes sense that you spend less than three thousand, right? You less you spend less than three thousand. But the thing is, right? There's another perspective to this, which is you can earn three thousand dollars from your let's say um corporate job, your fixed paying job, and so on or whatever that you are currently doing right now, right? But what you can also do, right, rather than just reducing your expenses, is to increase and earn additional income, right? You can actually increase and earn an additional income. So, you know, given that, given the, the event of technology, you know, there's so many things going out there, so many, so many opportunities, so much opportunities, right? Like e-commerce, uh, I have friends that are doing Grab or Uber or actually just Grab, right, right now, right? Um, earning that extra two, $300 a month, you know, doing part-time, you know, after their eight to five job, you know, so what happens is that they work until five to six p.m., they go home here for dinner and then from eight to 11 o'clock, they're driving, you know, earning the additional income, right? So, two, this is one of the ways to earn an additional income. You have e-commerce, you know, extremely popular nowadays, right? Like drop shipping, you know, uh, setting up your, what do you call that, WordPress, you know, writing a blog, like Seth Lee, 
um, earning, well, I mean monetizing it, right? And earning money, revenue through uh, advertisements, uh, endorsements, sponsorships. You, you, you know what I'm talking about anyway. So back to the fundamental of financial planning, which is I minus E must be more than zero. Okay, so, so that's the one. And as much as uh, as much as it is extremely common sense to everybody out there, right? The, the problem is not exactly everybody will work on it. You know, you definitely still have people that spend their entire uh, income, you know, and go on credit card bills even right to spend future money they have, that they have yet to earn which is extremely dangerous by the way if you don't keep um, track of really what you are spending and how much you are really earning right which brings which brings to the next uh, issue which is more of a mindset right um, most of the time we always spend right on our wants rather than our needs. So let me repeat, right? Both of us will always spend on our wants more than our needs, right? So, a simple, extremely simple uh, example of what is a want and what is a need, right, is, um, you know, we, we can either drink a I always use energy, which is we can always drink a simple cup of coffee, you know, from the coffee shop. It costs maybe anywhere from $1 to one fifty, even, right? Or you can go to Yakult and get a $2 um, kind of coffee, you know, just uh, to get the, to get a caffeine uh, coming into your morning to kickstart your day, you know, whatever the case may be. Now, that's, that might be a need. Right, because you need to maybe you really need coffee to function, right? But one is getting Starbucks. Like like one is getting Starbucks instead, right? You know you want to try out the latest um, what's that um, cold foam ice espresso? You want to get that uh, grande cold brew, or that frappuccino. You know, now all these are wants, right? And like, there's there's always a fine line, you know, being uh spending on what you want and what you actually need. I mean, you know, nobody's here to judge you. Do you, right? You spend whatever that you want or you need, right? But this is just one of the other fundamental uh basics, right? Of financial or financial planning, right? Of really managing your own finances. I mean, if today you are extremely rich, you know, you are able to spend on a lot of your wants and you still can sustain, you have your all your um, finances sorted out, I mean, go ahead, you know, nobody is here to, as usual, you know, stop anybody from doing anything, right? But for, for the vast majority out there, right, especially when uh, around people around my age already just started to work, you know, managing and actually forming a good spending and saving habit is extremely important, right? So, again, right, spend 
So the I mean the takeaway for this is spend on what you need rather than what you want. Right. So please bear that in mind because most of the time um we'll kind of go off track, you know, we, we end up spending on a bubble tea, on that Liho, that um, Gongcha, Koi, you know, we go cafe hopping, head up to the bars, you know, whatever that we normally do or spend, you know, getting that um, latest MacBook, you know, or, or I don't know, you know, spending on a car, spending on uh, whatever that may be, right? But the, the, the key point is, you know, you spend, right? You can spend on your wants, you can spend on your needs. But at the end of the day, remember back to the first point, which is your income must be more than your expenses, period, right? You can spend all of your money on your wants and needs, right? But if your income is still maybe 60% higher than what you spend, right? I think that's an extremely good buffer, right? As long as you know you keep track of your other commitments and expenses. Right. So the next one, right, would be if your income so logically, if your income is more than expenses and you spend on your needs rather than your wants, this would definitely mean that you have savings. Right. So when when you have savings, right, the next thing you need to do is to invest. Right, which I mentioned, you know, in my uh, previous podcast episode, right, why we need, really need to start investing now, right? So you can take a listen at that, you know, if you haven't, right? But for those people out there that haven't really got a, or grasped the concept of saving, right, you really need to start saving. Now, again, this is uh, my kind of thing which, which I always uh, emphasize, which is, Whatever that we do, we must have a purpose to that particular action. So, for example, if, if today you want to save, right, the question that you might want to consider is save for what? What's the purpose of saving? Right? So, you know, generally, um, people save for various number of reasons. And one of the reasons, right, to save is... Um, easily for a uh, intended goal of purchasing something, right? So you know you heard um and and you heard our parents always say like you know if you want to buy um a Beyblade or a PS3 or four Nintendo or whatever you know you gotta save your part of your pocket money you know slowly accumulate that before you buy it on your own right so that's one of the reason right so if you're talking about a little i mean to put things a little bit more into the context of um, the 20 30 or even 40 years old um, age range uh, demographic right normally people save is maybe to buy a house i mean that's one of the most common reason right for people that are in their 20s right they save money to um, purchase their first BTO or resale flat, whatever that is, right? I mean, of course, there, there's also you know some. I think most of people also use CPF, right? But I do know of people that actually use cash, right? Um, they save money, right, to use cash to down pay because they um want to have 
the money in the CPF to generate that 2.5%, you know. And another reason, right, to really save is there's this this term called emergency cash, right? So this this shouldn't, I'm quite sure that, you know, this would probably be one of the most commonly heard uh, term in financial planning, right? They always say you must have your emergency cash, you must have your rainy fund, rainy day fund, you know, different terms, different names, but the same concept, right? So the rule of thumb, right, for emergency cash, right, is 6 to 12 months, right, of your expenses, then repeat right so emergency cash the the rule of thumb and the formula would be six to twelve months of your expenses now some right um of you might be thinking why is it expenses you know isn't it income you know isn't isn't always been six to twelve months of the the current salary that you are drawing a month you know and and there is a reason to it why is expenses rather than income. Now, think about it for a second. There's this, there could be this scenario where somebody, if somebody is earning 10,000 a month, 10 grand a month, yeah, and they only spend 4,000 a month and they save the other 6,000. Like they don't even spend or do anything with 6,000. They just live in a bank. So, if you ask, if, if you ask somebody to save six to 12 months of their income, this would mean that they will save 60 to almost 120,000 worth of cash as their emergency fund. Rather than, and, and the thing is this, right? Wouldn't that mean that they are actually saving too much as emergency cash? Think about that, right? If somebody is only uh, some somebody's only earning ten thousand and they only spend four thousand. Doesn't that mean that they are actually saving too much for emergency funds? So, by that that formula might not be the most accurate, right? When you're talking about emergency, uh, of when you're talking about deriving uh amount, right, for emergency funds. Because, you see, the whole point of having an emergency cash fund, right, is to really sustain yourself, right, over the next, over a period of 6 to 12 months, right, in the event of, let's say, unemployment, in the event of, um, you know, something happened in life and you just can't work, right, or there's there's a disruption in, in the stream of income that you're having and you need 6 to 12 months of your expenses right and i mean of course you know there's nothing wrong with saving uh six to twelve months of income in fact that's definitely a good buffer right however we will also probably have to think of uh opportunity cost right so one thing about having um emergency funds i mean the nature of having an emergency fund is i mean one of the key characteristics of having an emergency fund, right, would be liquidity, right? You would want to have the money, right, like as soon as possible or at any time that you want it, 
right? And all of us would know that that would mean right leaving cash in the bank, right? So when you live in a bank, it gives you that zero point zero five percent. You know, some of you might put in a fixed deposit at one percent. You know, fair enough, right? But opportunity cost is actually quite high because if today you were to invest it maybe in bonds, a little bit in bonds, a mixture of equities or any funds, it could give you easily 4 to 5% compounded year on year, right? And if you put, if you save um, too much as emergency fund or cash, right, and live in the bank, the opportunity cost is actually quite high, right? So this is the reason why we go by 6 to 12 months of your expenses instead. Right. Um. In the next few coming uh, episodes, right, we I I will actually actually have this friend of a uh, very good friend of mine, which is also in the industry, right, who will share with us a little bit more on where are the other avenues or uh platforms or, or any uh vehicles that could actually generate a little bit more returns for our emergency cash, so that you know at the very least we are beating inflation you know, in that sense, right? So this is also another reason why people wants to save or actually needs to save, in fact, right? Lastly, um, for for today will also be um, the topic on uh, investing once you actually have a certain amount of money that you actually saved. So, you know, as mentioned in the previous podcast, Investing is extremely crucial, and I think in in this uh generation generation or in this era is no longer a want. In fact, I would think it's actually a necessity to actually invest. Right, and I mean you know for various reasons, right? You want to gain, you want to grow your wealth, you want to accumulate, um more money, you want uh, passive income, dividends, you know, you want to beat inflation, whatever the reason may be, right, is, I sincerely feel that it's a necessity for people to really start investing, right, so, of course, when we talk about investing, you know, is commonly associated with um, two words, right, which is returns and risk, Right, and you know, people start to think that it's extremely complicated to invest, so and so forth, right? But you know, as mentioned, I would really urge you guys, right, to start reading up on uh, investment related books. You know, yes, a lot of people read articles, right? But you probably need a good book or even a very good um, YouTube video, right, to really guide you in learning how to invest. And I mean, if for, for those people that are that learns better by reading, I would actually recommend you a couple of books, right? You can um, try The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, right? That's an extremely good book, although it is a little bit um, technical, right? But for the more commonly retail investors out there, I would definitely recommend this book called Gone Fishing with Buffett, right, and this is by uh, Sean Xia, right, who is a extremely well-known uh, value investor in Singapore, right, this book has really brought a lot of value 
to me when I first started out investing, right? So these two books are definitely uh, the ones that you need to read, right? To kickstart your investment journey. And for people that, you know, probably learn better by watching YouTube videos or, you know, more uh, visual, right, and audio learners, um, you can actually go to YouTube, right, and you just need to type on, type these two words called, or rather name, right, called Warren Buffett. Right, so there's extremely uh, a heck of a lot of videos out there that that shows um, how Warren Buffett did it. You know, just to get a good sense, right, of how he invests and how uh, investments roughly works. Right, I mean, to be really honest, you don't. I mean, you can, you we can't really go that wrong when you're listening to the investment guru of the world right and it's, it's pretty interesting you know it's not going to be extremely dry and so on and so forth right and the thing and the rules that uh, Warren Buffett actually came out is extremely simple and easy to follow so again I really do recommend that you start uh, looking into all these right and really learn how to invest right and if you know for whatever reasons, which which is which is also fine, right? Which is some people are just like you know I I'm too busy, I can't be bothered with uh learning how to invest, even though I want to, right? Or things like you know um I lost money in the stock market before and I don't want to invest it uh again or I don't want to do it myself, right? Please go ahead and find your banker your financial advisor right whoever that may be right to get them to have you invest right however you know one probably one thing that you got to take note of is um you might want to find out a little bit more on the track records and experience of uh these advisors or bankers in terms of uh, investing yeah i think that's one thing that you definitely want to you know do a little bit more due diligence, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're putting your money with somebody, right? That That is helping you take care of your money, you know? And in that sense, I mean, in this particular aspect, you're actually depending or rather dependent on these advisors to help you keep track of your money, you know, to make sure that it's growing, to make sure it's diversified, to make sure that you know when the crash comes, which is which I think might be soon, right? You know, to really make sure that yeah, yeah, your money is okay, you know, it's it's not dropping down at a 40-50% rate, you know, it's it's still earning money, you know, it, or rather it's not even losing money. I think that's that's the key uh perspective of it right which is you know people always talk about investing as a form of uh, as mentioned wealth accumulation you know increase the uh, amount of money that you want to earn however right the other aspect is actually to when you invest right it's actually not to lose money yep so just bear that in mind right so um 
do your homework and find out really find out you know how are these advisors doing you know um dig a little bit deeper beyond their sales pitch i mean that's that's my experience or that's what i've been seeing so far right and that we by that same token however you know don't um totally have a lack of trust in your advisor or your banker or whoever whichever wealth uh advisor that you are with right because you know in in my career thus far i have seen really quite a lot of advisors out there that really really knows what they are doing that really knows how to invest you know that really puts in the effort to research to do our reports to really find out um how much exposure your particular um investment portfolio is exposed to there are people out there you know there are really good advisors out there right so you know this is really just a shout out to um raise some awareness right of the advisor that you're working with you know if you manage to find a good advisor that really helps you do um and manages your money extremely well right um better keep the advisor you know treat him or her uh with a lot of respect and and nice because these people are hard to come by right but it's not to say they're not there they are right so just uh you know continue to find out a little bit more of your advisor right whoever that may be right and i would also advise to really at the bare minimum do some research of your own right to you know to make sure that you have some skin in the game to really know what your advisor or what you are buying or talking about right so that's uh that's that's my take that's really my take on this right and let's see oh yes you know just uh before i um end this podcast right recently um i've actually have uh, created a video right let's mention one of my other friends and we believe that it's going to bring a whole lot of value right to all of you out there right so keep a watch out for that right you know i'll post it on my facebook and my instagram or even igtv right so that you guys can watch you know if you are more of a visual person than an audio person right and um you guys can also subscribe right to my to spotify if you are using it right so just in case uh if you haven't noticed what you can do is when you click on the link on my instagram profile right it brings you the other to another page and that page will have this option that says you know uh open or listen to in uh, listen in your favorite app so when you click on it right there is this there are different apps right you click on spotify you'll direct you to the playlist right to my playlist right in spotify so you can subscribe to it and from then you can just um head to the spotify spotify uh, app right to listen to the podcast from from whichever or whichever app that you actually prefer right so oh yes and please you know uh do me a favor subscribe and follow uh my facebook page because there are extremely lots of uh, informative articles right 
and videos that are created by other people which I really feel there's so much value and lessons that can be learned from all these right so um, it's the same as my Instagram name so if today you go to Facebook go and find Ben to the right B-N-T-H-E-R-I-G-H-T right so follow like it subscribe to it right and it will bring you a little more value on a daily basis thank you